So you want to scale your business. I've been doing this a long time and can tell you without fail that there is one pesky thing that will get in your way. So I'm not even going to try to record some type of cute introduction. Let's just get straight to it. Welcome to Sustainable Scaling, a podcast for small service-based business owners who want to simply and sustainably scale from six to seven figures with strategy, systems, and a little bit of soul. My name's Adrienne Gallia, the founder and CEO of Soulpreneur, where I'm on a mission to help business owners just like you create time, financial, and lifestyle freedom through strategy operations and building a team so that you have a business that you not only love and pays you super well, but that can operate without you. So you can take actual unplugged vacations, you can step away from social media, and you can spend your time doing the things you love with the people that you love. Welcome to the show. So first and foremost, if you are just starting out in your business and you're not yet making consistent income, you're not thinking about scaling yet. There are lots of good episodes for you. This is this is not the one. You might gain some insight in, from this one, but I do want to just preface that like, if you're just starting out, we're not thinking about scaling yet. Anything times zero is going to be zero. We're not scaling anything. So you've got to you got to be making some money pretty consistently before you actually start thinking about scaling. Just that's my that's my disclosure there. The second thing is you might. Th- think that you're scaling or you might think you want to scale, but what you're actually doing is growing. So I, if you've ever heard me talk about like the four different modes of growing your business. So there's, there's starting, there's scaling, there's skating and there's structuring. I lump growing and scaling under the same thing, not just because it like fits the acronym better. Well, that's convenient, but because most people don't like think about what the actual difference is. And it's, it, 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 I was trying to differentiate between the two of them and it was confusing people because everyone was like, well, grow, all right, grow. But like, I want to scale. So I just talk about them in the same way. So I'm not going to get too far into this. I'm going to talk about what we're actually going to talk about. But the differentiators, like when you're scaling your business, you're trying to make more money without adding expenses. So it's a very specific thing. It's a very, very specific way of growing. Whereas if you want to grow, if you want to make more money, but you're open to spending more money to be able to do it, which is where most people are most of the time, like until you're like really making money, like you're probably growing your business. Anyhow, so getting to the point, what is the number one? one thing that will hold you back from scaling. That is ego. Ego, such a simple little three-letter word. And I will say also, I will preface this with, I like ego. I don't think ego is a bad word. I don't think it is an inherently bad word. But what is, uh, what's the saying that I heard recently that I was like, oh, I really like that is any virtue can become a vice at some point. I think that ego, like in its, in its hot, we'll use some human design language here. And its highest expression is confidence and self-worth and like understanding your value and all that good stuff. But then the lower expression of ego is like arrogance and control and all that good stuff. All that bad stuff. Uh, Good, bad. They're all relative terms. But that's the ego that I'm talking about is ego in the sense of like your arrogance and, and wanting to keep control of things are getting in the way. Here are the three ways that ego gets in the way. Number one is that Ego thinks you should be doing way more when in reality to scale or to grow, I'm using them interchangeably right now, even though it kind of hurts my heart, to sk- you you should remove everything. You know, I don't say should or need to or must or whatever easily. You need you really should be focusing on removing everything that is not in your zone of genius. What do I mean when I say that? It's a book 
called the the big leap the great leap the big leap i think it's the big leap by gay hendricks is i think he's the one that coined these terms around the zone of genius the zone of excellence the zone of competence and the zone of incompetence and it is so extraordinarily helpful to understand this when you are a business owner i don't love the term zone of genius like when people are like oh are you working in your zone of genius it feels really stuffy to me and i'm I'm not a stuffy person. So I talk about them as like focus on your superpowers because that's way more fun, but it doesn't really matter. It's when I say superpowers, I mean zone of genius. So we'll just talk about it in these terms. So your zone of genius, well, I'm going to start in the other direction. I'm going to start with your zone of incompetence. Your zone of incompetence is where you are, you're doing things that not only are you not really good at, but they could also be things that like you just absolutely do not enjoy doing. It's not just what you're like, well, I'm not, you know, like for me, so I, I don't even know how to change tire. That is a zone of incompetence for me. I would say cars in general, that is zone of incompetence. I don't know very much about cars in general beyond like, I know how to call AAA that I know how to do that. <laughs> I don't want to change a tire. I don't know how to change my oil. I, I know how to change my windshield wiper fluid. That like that is a zone of incompetence. And more than that, I have no, no real desire to learn. In my business, I would say one of my zone, and here's here's where I can really illustrate a point is one of my zones of incompetence, I would say is copywriting. And let me tell you, I'm a very good writer. And I would say I'm probably an above average, if not excellent, copywriter. But I would place copywriting in my zone of incompetence because I do not like doing it. At best, it would go in zone of competence because I like I do not like doing it. So your zone of incompetence are things that like you just absolutely do not like at all or the things that you're just like actually not good at, like what it sounds like. Then a step up from that zone of competence is where like you're you're fine at it. You can do it just fine, but like you have you know that someone out there can do it better than you and you just have no real desire to like, well, if someone else can do it better than what, there's really no need for you to keep trying to do this. You know, like let's not fight it. Like I'm fine at it. I'm adequate, but like whatever. Then zone of excellence is where you're actually very, and here's where it gets tricky is you're actually very, very, very good at it. But when you, when it comes down to it, it's not something that you want to become known for or something that you want to like, if, if someone were to say like, you're going to wake up and do that every day, you'd be like, uh, oh, that's kind of sounds boring. Like it's probably just a zone of excellence. So something for me, that's zone of excellence that like, really, I like almost everything. There's so many, so many things in my business that I do that would fall in this Can, like Canva doing Canva graphics. Like I'm very good at graphic design, but if I'm like, oh, I don't need to be known for doing graphics. That doesn't like, yeah, there are definitely some days where I'm like, ooh, yeah, like, let me, let me just go and sit and play in Canva for a while. Or let me go sit in Photoshop for a while and do whatever I'm going to like, I, I love doing it, but it's not, I don't need to be doing it all the time because it's not what I, it's not something that I care to be known for. It's not something that I want to wake up and do every day, something like that. Then zone of genius is where you are both excellent at it. And you either are known for it because you want to be, or you want to be known for it. Um, it's something that when you think about like, I'm going to wake up and do this every day, every day, every day, every day for the foreseeable future, you're like, I'm truly lit up and excited by this. And there probably are not too many things that, you know, would fall under this category. And it's your ego. So for me, ego will get in the way of like, oh, you should be doing your own graphics because you're really good at them. Yeah. And I, and, and I enjoy doing them. Like that's ego. It's me trying to keep control of things. Now I have learned balance like for a minute. So I don't really run the podcast account. I don't really do a whole lot with that. And for the first up until only like the last week or so, I've really not checked work. Like I will every once in a while, but for the most part, I was saying to Mackenzie, who is my podcast manager and she does everything for that account. She works with Brie who writes the copy and then they 
she makes it into, she has templates and whatever and whatever. And I was like, I'm going to go totally hands off. And it wasn't until only recently. So like episode 45 or so that I was like, no, I want to start actually looking at what's going out so that I can make some adjustments and like tweaks. Cause there, I just have an like, I want things to look a certain way. So, okay. So I'm going to make some tweaks to things then that's all right. And we will we'll do that until it doesn't make sense for me to do that anymore. And it's when I say like I'm making some tweaks, like it's it's taking me very little time. So you want to figure out like what is your actual zone of genius? Because I know for me, if I was living just in my zone of genius, you know what I would be doing? I would be ideating all the time. I would just be coming up with new ideas. I would just be thinking. I would just be making plans for those ideas and then like giving them somebody else and they and then that would be it. Like coaching people, yeah. I would pro- I get up and and like speak speak to people every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Work with people on their business every day. Yeah. Like I don't want to be in a coaching call every day, but yeah, it would make me happy to to get on calls with people every day and talk about growing their business. Like without, especially without the like coaching call title attached to them, that's when things start to feel heavy to me. Yeah, that sounds great. But really, it's that it's the thinking and the idea. Like the thing that I will get paid the big bucks for is my are my ideas. Like I have such a clean understanding of if you tell me what you want, I know how to make it happen. And not only do I know how to make it happen in such a clear and precise and tangible way. But I like it brings me so much joy. It lights me up so much to talk about that stuff and to figure that kind of stuff out. Like I have a friend that this was oh, this was not that long. It was like a couple days ago. It was only a couple days ago that was like, oh, I'm thinking about starting this new offer. And ha- like we went started to go back. And I was like, I-, I have ideas. I have it like put me in coach. Like I've got all kinds of ideas. And that's the perga being friends with me. I'm like, oh yeah, let me, I've got ideas. <laughs> We talk about, and I was like, if you want to put it in a Google doc and send it over, like I can talk through you with, talk through it with you because like, I just want to sit and make ideas constantly. That would make me so, it's not like, oh, let me help you build an offer. I want to build an offer with you. It's just like, what are you thinking about? Let me, let me take your ideas and like make them tangible. Oh my God. That sounds so much fun. So that's what I would be doing. So what is that for you? What are those things for you? Find out, and I've got a couple more things that would that would that would qualify. And your and your zone of genius is going to change. I don't know if Gay Hendricks says that in his book or not, but we are humans who are multi, naturally multi passionate, and it's going to change. So that's fine. So what your zone of genius? Like for a long time, I taught music. I mean, I still do teach music, and I'm realizing that I'm sort of moving out of that. Like it is definitely zone of excellence for me to teach acting and voice and 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 all that stuff. And I would have said like that is zone of genius for me for a long time. But in the season that I'm in right now, I don't know that I would, I don't know that I would place it there. Like, it's not that I've lost passion for it or that I've, that I don't want to do it anymore. It's just, it's shi- like my priorities have temporarily shifted is really what it comes down to. So my priorities sh- have shifted and that's all right. So figure out what those things are for you. And then as you get bigger, so to clarify, if you are still listening to this and you're like in the earlier stages of your business, we're not removing everything all at once. <laughs> we're like peeling things back, peeling things back as we go. So you're going to start to remove things and event like when you really scale a business, the only things you should be doing are in your zone of genius. You will be way more productive and your business will be way more successful when that's what you're doing. That's what you're focusing on. And that's a hypothesis. That's not um, written in stone fact that I guarantee, but I like I said, been doing this for a minute and have been working with, have worked with a lot of people. And especially if you want sustainability, like, yeah, I, I stand behind that. You should not be doing anything that's not in your zone of genius. The second way that ego gets in the way is that your ego thinks you are magically exempt from inner work and building your mindset. Or that as long as you have strategy, that like, that's basically all you need. Lies, 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 lies. Bought and sold to you by your ego. I've said that before a couple of times. Like, honestly, when you're growing your business, 
the strategy is mindset, <laughs> which is really annoying. And I would have thought that was the most annoying thing. Not all that long ago, but it honestly is the truth. Like mindset is the strategy. Mindset is, if it's not the strategy, is definitely part of the strategy. Because for you to grow your business, like you have to develop, again, there's that word, you have to develop emotional intelligence. And I would argue that you also have to develop energetic intelligence. And I would say that to be a functional adult in the world and operating in any job with interacting with other human beings, you probably need to develop emotional and energetic intelligence. But to grow a business where you're interacting with people and the public and all that stuff, like the mindset and you're, and you're on Instagram and you're scrolling and you're, or you're on any social media and scrolling and seeing what other people are doing and other people's successes. And maybe you had a bad day and all, like mindset is mindset is the strategy. <laughs> like whether you, whether you believe it or not, inner work is probably the most valuable thing I've ever done for myself in my business. And that sounds so goofy and like woo. And it's just the truth. <laughs> It's just, it's the truth. And what I, like where my logical brain connects this back to where I can go, it makes complete sense to me why doing inner work and mindset work and emotional intelligence work and all that good stuff is so important and so helpful when you're trying to grow a business is that you are doing something that virtually no one on else, no one else on earth has done. Virtually no one. If you've been around for a minute, you may have you may have heard me say this. If you if you're a client of mine, and you especially if you're a client of mine who's making considerable money, you I'm going to say 99% likely have heard me say this that you're like you're doing something extraordinary. There, I looked the statistics up. So 55% of adults in the U.S. have started a business. Of the businesses that exist in the U.S., 14% of them have ever made it to six figures. So if you are six-figure business owner, you've done something that like less than 7% of the, the population has done. And I'm guessing that number will be considerably lower when you factor in the rest of the world, because a lot of other places in the world don't have as high of rates for entrepreneurship as the U.S. does. I don't know what that looks like worldwide. I didn't couldn't find that statistic. I didn't look super, super, super hard, but I looked enough to say like, I, I'm just going to go with the statistic from the U.S. So like 7% of the population has has ever done that. That's pretty incredible. And then you go, well, okay, I want to have a million dollar business or I want to even have a half a million dollar a year business. How many people know what that's like to do? Not very many. And and then to really pile on to this, what prepared you for this? Not school. School does not prepare you to be a business owner. College doesn't prepare you to be a university doesn't prepare you to be a business owner. Like it's not the way that system works. Like this is a different thing for a different day, but school and I like if you're an educator or you were an educator or have educators that you care deeply about. This is not a knock on educators because I have nothing but absolute respect for people who work in the education system, but the education system is not designed to create leaders. It is, it is designed to create followers. Like whether it was done intentionally, I have thoughts around that, but that's not for today. Whether it was done intentionally or not intentionally, like I heard, so I think Seth Godin maybe say recently that like, if you want your kid to be an entrepreneur, like don't send them to tell them not to go to college. Some, it was, it was like a really bold thing. I was like, Ooh, that's spicy. I like it. Because when you think about it, like, what does the school system do? You go to class and if you want to go to the bathroom, you got to raise your hand. You have to ask permission um, before you can leave class. Like you have to get a hall pass or you have to, or especially like, oh my gosh, I had teachers in high school. And I think that, the, you know, it was funny. Like it was, I don't think they were doing it to like be degrading, but they'd be like, oh, if you want to, if you want a hall pass, like if you want to leave, you have to go to the bathroom, like your hall pass, you have to carry around a toilet seat. Like literally I had teachers that would, okay, it was a toilet seat. So, okay. You not only have to ask permission 
to do the most basic of human functions, like go to the bathroom, but then we're going to make you carry around a toilet seat, which is kind of embarrassing. So like, it just does not breed free thinking. <laughs> when you think about it like that, right? So like, got to ask permission to do things. You hear a bell and that means get your stuff together, stand up and leave the room. Like it's just not breeding independent thinking is really where I'm going with this. So, you know, you're you're doing something and to be a business owner and to lead a team, you've got to develop independent thinking skills. So it's just not really, that's, is, I'm not going to go further to, I like that, that we'll do that as, as its own episode another time. Cause I've got really strong feelings on that. You know, you're just doing something that most people have never done and will never understand. And so it's really important to work on yourself and make sure that you have the skills and the tools in your toolbox to be able to do this in a way that is healthy. Like you wonder why so many business owners are totally burnt out. The third thing is that your ego is going to make you wrong for wanting more, especially if you are a woman or a mom. And this might be counterintuitive of like, well, ego is self. Like when I talked about the higher expression of ego is confidence and self-worth and whatever, whereas lower expression of the ego is arrogance and control. So that is, how does that, it's going to make you want, wrong for wanting more, This especially if you are a woman, because the mom guilt, and I say that as not a mom, like mom guilt, I know lots of my friends are moms and the mom guilt is real. And the guilt around, like, if I have a business that I'm not going to be as dedicated to my family, and if I make the money that I want, I'm not going to be as good of a mother as I could be. Like, there's just a lot of guilt that comes around that and a lot of second guessing and a lot of whatever. So I heard this podcast episode. It was probably the first, I think it was the first podcast episode I ever listened to ever. I'm 99% positive it was the first podcast episode I, I ever listened to. And it was with a landscape photographer, a travel photographer that I really, really like, that I really respect. And he was like, I wanna, I'm on a podcast, like go listen to it. And I was like, I'm not a podcast person, but I'm really interested in what he had to say. And I think he like published a couple of clips of what they talked about. And I was like, no, I wanna listen to this. And I've beca since become a podcast person, obviously here I am. So I went and listened to this podcast. And one of the things that he talked about, and it set, this would have been probably a month or two into the pandemic. So this probably would have been like April or May, 2020. And it was like height of my coming out of burnout. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense that he was talking about like to be successful, you you've got like, you've got buckets and to be successful, you will always have to deprioritize one of those buckets was basically what he was saying. And he was like, you've got, you've got the work buff bucket and then you've got the home bucket and then you've got the money bucket and you've got the, like whatever your buckets are, you will always have to deprioritize one of them if you want one or more of them to be excellent. And I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. It makes so much sense why I've just not had a personal life for the last however many years and why I've just blah, 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 blah. And I think about that now and I'm like, man, that's dumb. That's terrible. That That's, you know, I, I don't subscribe to that anymore. I do not subscribe to that at all. You do not have to deprioritize one of your buckets, quote unquote buckets, to have what you want. Like it's about being intentional. It's about doing work to develop the skill and the resources to be able to do the things that you want to do in the way that are going to make sense without having to sacrifice things. Like that's fine. If you, if you just choose to not want to do those things, like if you don't want kids, then you can just choose to not have kids. But if you do have kids like you, it's okay to make your kids the priority and make your business and making money a priority. Like there's nothing wrong with that. That's not bad ego. That's not that's not lowered expression ego. That's 
it's fine. Like that's just, it's control getting in the way. And it's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of programming that comes from your parents and their parents' parents and their parents' parents. So generational stuff that, and ancestral stuff that like, it's just programmed in us that we are not, that having it all is, that's too much. That's you know, can't do that. So I'm going to, that that's, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to stop there with that one because I could just go, each one of those things could be its own episode. I could just go on and on and on and on. So I'm going to recap to say how the three ways that your ego gets in the way that will hold you back from scaling are that it, your ego thinks you should be doing way more when in reality, you just want to focus on what's in your zone of genius. It's okay to let things go. Your ego number two will think that you are magically exempt from doing inner work and building mindset, building your mindset, a resilient mindset, whatever. Um, or as long as you've got st- strategy, you've got everything that you need. And number three is that your ego will make you wrong for wanting more. And it's just not true. You're allowed, you're allowed to have all these things. So I would love to know your biggest takeaway because this is, we haven't, we've not done like a mindset, more mindset-ish episode in a while. And this was, I feel like this was coming. I, I'm glad we did this. So I hope that was helpful. This is some of this stuff is going to be in Solopreneur to Scaling CEO. And you might be like, really, really? <laughs> I'm definitely going to be covering some of this stuff on day two. And this is going to be definitely in Sustainable Growth Lab. That's like the hidden gem of Sustainable Growth Lab is all the mindset work people are going to get. And the like like hidden woo stuff that's going to be in there. of like, oh, there's actually going to be stuff on like human design. And it's not really going to be part of the like public. Like this is why you should join it. But there's going to be a lot of that stuff in there. It's going to be, it's going to be like the magic, the the secret key <laughs> or whatever it's going to be the it's going to be the it's going to be fun so if you have not registered for solopreneur to scaling ceo definitely go do that uh if you are making the disclaimer is you should be making at least $50,000 per year in US dollars or more to in order to register otherwise it's it could hurt you more than it could help you because you're just not ready you don't have the foundations you don't have it's just too much too soon it's all the right things at all the wrong times so i would not recommend doing that unless you're at that point in your business yet so you should be around the four thousand dollar per month mark consistently i would say that in the last quarter you should have made at least twelve thousand dollars if you're maybe a little bit less than that, maybe, but really like reality, that's my $50,000 threshold is like, I think it's pretty generous. So you really want to be making probably a little bit more than that. So don't register if you're not making less than that. It's probably not going to help you. I have other free resources. If you just ask me, I will send you some free resources. If you're like, I really want to register to your solopreneur to scaling CEO training, but I'm not making that much money yet. I'll be like, cool. Let me send you some other resources and like not make you register or anything for them. I'll just send you some videos. How about that? Uh, Because that's how much I don't want you to register if you're not ready for this yet. Um, so send me a a message and we'll, we'll hook you up. We'll help you out. Uh, register for that trading. I hope this was helpful. Let me know what was the most helpful. I'm going to plug because it's been a minute since I've done this. If you are enjoying this, please give us a five-star rating. If you loved this, preferably with a written review, because that is extraordinarily helpful in boosting the algorithm and all kinds of those sorts of things. So that would be super helpful. Hope this was helpful. Hope this was helpful. How many times have I said helpful in the last 60 seconds? Hope this was helpful and I'll catch you in the next one. Well, friend, we have reached the end of another episode, but before you go, I wanted to ask if you found this episode helpful, inspirational, or insightful, or hopefully a little bit of all three. And if so, I would really appreciate your leaving a five-star review or sharing it with your friends on social media. And if you do, I would love to send you a complimentary copy of my month-by-month yearly planning template, which is kind of the greatest spreadsheet of all time. (laughs) I love making spreadsheets. 
it's amazing to organize what you're planning, what you're promoting, and what you're preparing. It'll organize your launches, your content, what your team should be working on if you've got a team, and it includes a video training to get you going with the, with the template. And all you've got to do is take a screenshot of your review and then tag me on Instagram in a story, or you can DM it to me, at Sustainable Scaling. I appreciate your support so much, and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you.